Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my God. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Welcome to three shots in. I'm Jake. I'm Jess. And this is episode 33. It is talking all about caves, caves and cavernous things. That's right. Speaking of cavernous things. Who are who is joining us today? Our guest today is our own father, Ryan, or Pop. Yes, I am here. Hello, Pop. Let's say hello. Hello, say hello, hello, everyone. Say hello to our thousands of sup bitches, our millions of listeners, millions internationally. Mm-hmm. We peak- feel apprehensive about talking in front of millions of people. So, and that's understandable. I'll do my best. I, the, I'm sure you will. Appreciate and I think, you should listen to my babies, though. I think you'll do great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Also, thank you for being a patron. We have so many patrons to thank. Jessica, we do. will you please run through our patrons? Of course I will. Thank you so much to dad, who's right across the table from me, to mom, to Danny and Terry, who are very close to our hearts and genitals, Jake and I. Yes. Yes, they are. Both. Also, sweet Sam, Ricky, TJ, Abria, Jeremy, David, Thomas, and Flash. Oh, Flash, that's a new one. Thank you. Welcome, Flash. So much. All of you, welcome, Flash, who is new to our Patreon. We're so excited to have you all, and we're so grateful. As you know, we're moving on to bigger and better things. We have finally paid off this sound equipment that we have. Yeah, it's all paid off, and now we got lights in here. There are lights, that's true. Got some LEDs and shit. Yep. Our Instagram lives are looking killer. They're looking fantastic. You and really should follow us the, on Instagram. The tens of millions of people that tune in when we go live. Right. Really love it. They do. They they have a great time. So you should follow us at Three Shots In Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you should do that right now. And uh, you can join us on our lives where it looks so great with all these lights. It looks great. Sounds great. And they get, you get to see my face, which is great. So It's true. Your face is on it. A lot of greatness. There's a lot. A lot of greatness to, to behold in your hand. Well, we took shots of Fireball, and I am not a fan, but it's not the worst we've ever had. So, I don't mind Fireball. It's okay. I am a fan, actually. You like Fireball? I love Fireball. Why? Who, who gave us this Fireball? I think it was me. Oh, it was you, wasn't it? Was it was me. Look at that. You got my Fireball. You are responsible for our influx of many different kinds of whiskey. I am. And tequila. That's I always true. want to help out the podcast where I can. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I just wish that our millions of listeners would do the same. And you can give us suggestions and things at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. Yes, recipes for cocktails, suggestions, things you want us to take shots of. Any of that would be great. Nudes, I don't know. Nope. Just send them our way. I don't need those. Don't put your face in it, though, because I will sell it. No, I'm good. I'll sell it online. It's okay. (laughs) I don't need that. Don't send that to me. But you can send it to Jake at jake at threeshotsin.com. No. Yeah. Jake's also a huge fan of feet. No, uh, I don't know if I should deny it or not. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if that'll make it worse. Well, anyway, what are we drinking now? Well, me and dad are drinking the very special uh, IPA that I purchased for today. I knew he was going to be on- Very masculine IPA, it sounds like. I knew he was going to be on the show, so I bought 
Daddy's Juice Box. Wow. That's right. I appreciate it, son. It reminds me of that time where I was sitting there and you looked at me across the room and you said, Daddy. And you were about 23 or 24 years old. And it warms my heart. He addressed you, you bought. as Daddy. He addressed me as Daddy. Now, I'm half deaf, so I thought he said Danny. But everyone else in the room understood he said Daddy. Yes, I understood that you were half deaf, which is why I said nothing after I said it. It was an accident. It was a slip of the tongue. It, it was. I understand. Because I slipped the tongue quite a bit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I see we're opening the door to many an innuendo. Interesting. No problem. Interesting. I have thought about inventing my own <laughs> liquor, calling it booty liqueur. <laughs> that actually sounds great. I know. It's got to be a rum, right? Like pirates. You would I make would. it a rum? It's a booty. For sure. A clear booty? a clear rum? Like a, a tropical rum. rum? Yeah. 100%. Like a okay. Caribbean rum called would, booty liqueur. I would drink the shit out of that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What well, would that be? Like a Jamaican sort of rum? It's going to have, I don't know, like the imagining like like the art being like two coconuts that look like a... <laughs> 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 That's dying apparently at the image of these two coconuts well, very I'm just close saying, together. Because I'm looking at two coconuts. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my children are coconuts, by the way. <laughs> what oh. are you implying by that? Yeah. Because their father's white and their mother is brown. Oh, I see. Mm. So. so we're brown on the outside, but white on the inside, or is it actually the opposite? We're very white looking uh, yeah, are we on like the outside. An, are we like an uh-oh coconut? Jacob's a little mis- Middle Eastern looking on the outside, but white I, more I do get so mistaken. on the inside. People come up to me and just start speaking in some like... <laughs> Middle Eastern language. I and I, I have to tell them, I'm like, yo, no oblé Middle East, okay? <laughs> Middle Eastern, no. Oh. Yeah, I've had many, oh. I think a handful of people have guessed that I'm Persian. I think it's because of the eyebrows. I've had Armenian people speak to me in Armenian and think I'm Armenian. Well, that's because we were in Southern California and Armenians are actually like a good amount of population there. Here, people have never heard of Armenia. So we don't really get that much, like often. In so. Texas, yeah. Yeah. In Burbank, that they were very familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we're drinking Daddy's juice box, like I said. Jessica, what are you drinking? I'm. I went with a, a a favorite that I have announced on the podcast before. That's Modelo Ranch Water. It is a spiked sparkling water, but it is enhanced in flavor with tequila and lime, Mexican mm. lime. Actually, good Mexican lime what it says so like some lime limon no that's lemon no yeah no fuck is it not i i mean i think it goes both ways it's just there, there's a yellow one oh, and there's it's a bi there's amarillo and verde <laughs> <laughs> interesting all right well on that note on the bi lime note we will move into our first wheel spin dad try yes. not to break the wheel reach over and spin it it's old do not break it. Yes, sir. Spin gently, sir. Well done. Very well. Very well. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a long one. So just bear with me, and then I'll let you know when it's over. Okay? Okay. An alien spaceship crash lands in your backyard. Where is the best, closest place you can take them to show them what their new home planet is like? Um, 
So is this a send-in? Yes, this is a send-in. Mm-hmm. Is it from a patron? I mean, look, I mean, we're not choosing favorites, right? We just welcomed him to being a part of the patron gang. That's very true. But uh, Flash made it on this first cut, so. Wonderful. Good for you, man. That's it's not an easy task. Appreciate you, Flash. Of course, of course. So um, where is the nearest place I would take them to? To show them what their new home planet is like. To best summarize for them what this world is like. Yeah. Just for my uh, interpretation of this, it's literal how close it is to where you're staying at this time. That's correct? what it sounds like. Okay. That is good. your backyard. The best closest place you could take them that would. So my trailer park. Your trailer park is where you would take Got them. Got you. Well, no, no, no. That's where they would land. Close to, uh, they would land in the trailer park and somewhere close to the trailer park. They, they hop in the bed of your truck and you're yes. driving them somewhere nearby. Oh, Got you. I see. Okay. Perfect. I would just take them to like a local playground. Oh, yes. Because they think, so that they can think the world is filled with little children. No. Playing. No, no. Because well, of an the odd playground. man sits on a bench with his hand in his pocket. Is that what you want them to think the world is like? <laughs> no, no, no. See the playground? There is children's laughter and that's beautiful and wonderful. But there's also children on the playground, and not all of them are laughing. Some of them are screaming. Some of them are crying. Some of them are sticky. Many of them are smelly. One of the aliens steps in cat poop in the little sand pit. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That is what this world is like. Some I take deep. it back. Mm-hmm. That's deep. I take it back. That's the best, safest way I so can illustrate I'm taking my aliens to Tractor Supply Co. Co. All right? Now, a lot of people don't know what this place is. Um, imagine a a Home Depot or a Lowe's, a little smaller, kind of targeted for like farming, okay? But same concept, Home Depot, Lowe's, they got a whole bunch of shit. But most importantly, so I'll, I'll take them into the store and they'll see that we can buy anything we want at any time we want. The whole world intermingles with our uh, resources so that we can all have whatever we need at whatever time, right? At least, you know, the first worlds. And in the center of the Tractor Supply Co., they have chickens for sale. Chickens, ducks, sometimes cows in the middle of the store that you can walk in and purchase and wow. leave with them. Now, are you buying chickens to lay eggs? Maybe that if that's your prerogative. Are you buying these chickens to fucking slaughter and eat? Sure, go for it. I know that's why you're buying that duck. You're gonna eat that duck. No one's you buying know? a duck for eggs. You don't you don't go to Tractor Supply Co. to pick up a cow because you wanna squirt some milk into a fucking bucket, you know? No, you buy that cow because you're gonna slaughter that cow and eat it. That's okay. where I take them. They can learn like the true meaning of this world. Okay. It's all blood. A lot of capitalism. Oh, capitalism makes the world run, yes. But also slaughter. Yes. I see. Yes. Which also makes the They world. go hand in hand. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm taking to the Brass Star, my local bar. It's a biker bar, mm -hmm. rough and tumble crowd. Right. And uh, they'll get to experience smokers and heavy drinkers and a fight here or there. And they'll get to know how uh, we interact with each other. I think on a level that most humans should understand. That's fair. They got to learn to defend themselves. Got to learn to uh, navigate the waters. So yeah, that's where I take them. It's very illustrative of this earth and what goes on inside it. Very much it. so. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't explain why, but very quickly, where would you take them? Period. Doesn't have to be nearby. Can I go first? You don't have to explain why. Just say it. Baseball game, have apple pie after. Okay. <laughs> Boom. They're, so I don't get to know what the purpose is. Just I want to take them somewhere. Where? I'm saying we don't have time to go into the why. So just okay. say to the show what. Them what Earth is about. I would just invite them to my house and cook for them, and then we would watch 
terrible things on YouTube, but together. No, I'm taking them to a street fight where we got like betting on the side and drinks happening and drugs. Uh, you know what? More specifically, dog fighting. That's Whoa. what we're doing. We're taking, I'm taking them to a dog fight, straight up Michael Vick style. That's crazy. What about cock fighting? It's actually, actually more uh, predominant than dog fighting. Maybe in California. Okay. Like San Francisco, the San Francisco type of thing, right? What what sort of things do they do they do here as far as fighting goes? Uh, they they bull fight and uh, boar boar fight capture a boar. Yeah, make fight them. Your boar mm -hmm. fight each other. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna call up my buddy Michael Vick and we're gonna go to a dog fight. You also said that we're nearing fall, so corn is uh, quickly approaching harvest season. Mm -hmm. So you could have corn fights. I don't know that people have corn fights. Never heard I, of that. I don't know of any kind of fights people have except for like now, dog fights. Now, I've heard of corn harming people, but that's usually because they shove it too far up inside their buttholes and it gets sucked in. I've heard that. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Because there's no like suction cup on the bottom of a corn. And so just had a partner who was married to a uh, the people that take pictures. X-ray technician. That's it. And uh, all kinds of things go up the bum. Yes, many things. Corn... Uh, Aquanet, uh, hairspray, uh, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what people slip and fall on. And the, the excuse that they use, yes, I accidentally sat down on top of this thing and right. it entered me. That's right. how they say it, yeah, every time. They were just yeah. that loose is the implication. I accidentally right. lubed up my asshole and I accidentally <laughs> lubed up this giant bottle of hairspray yes. and then I accidentally sat down on it very slowly and gracefully while it slipped inside my asshole. And now will not come out, yes. The worst case of that I've ever seen online was a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Oh, God damn. Whose wings extended. After it was inside yeah. the anus. <laughs> While it was inside the wings. Serves them right. Opened up. Right. Yeah. That really should have been a consideration. It was not. Good old boys. And that was their folly. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> well, all right. I think we have appropriately described to these aliens what this world is like. Whose story are we moving into? Uh, we're going to talk about my story. I will be going first. Now, because I'm better than both of you, I provided pictures and diagrams. That our listeners can't see. Yes, so article one and article two, okay? There's only two things, that's why that's what those are. So <laughs> article one is a map of the cave system that I will be talking about. You will each be able to look at it. And I will explain how to find this online, it's very simple. And number two will be a picture that we'll talk about later that I found on Twitter, okay? So basically the most credible source you have. Yes. Okay. So the Nutty Putty Cave. This is a cave system in Utah, specifically Salt Lake City, just south of just south of Salt Lake City. Okay. So a young gentleman, 26 years old, John Edward Jones, him, his friends, and some of his family all decided to take a trip to the Nutty Putty Caves just before Thanksgiving. It was gonna be like a quick little trip like a one and done, it's like one day, one day in out, go home, we have a blast and talk about it all Thanksgiving or whatever. So what was intended to be just a quick brief trip didn't turn out to be so, okay? And we're gonna get into why. This sounds like it turns into some sort of disaster. Some sort of problem, maybe. So the story actually begins in 1960, okay? In 1960, the Nutty Putty Caves were discovered. They were named the Nutty Putty Caves because all around it was like this soft brown, brown clay. Oh. 
and for some reason they decided to name it the Nutty Putty Cave, like a like a nutty, like brown yeah. putty. Yeah. Cave. You're right. Fucking genius. I mean, maybe it's sound <laughs> kind of it makes it sound like it's a poopy cave. It does sound a little poopy or a little sexual. I don't know. Depends on. I don't depends get on sexual you. at all from Nutty Putty. Sounds candy barish to me. Yeah. In the 70s, oh, that maybe. Like a, like a nutter butter? Nutter butter. Yeah. yeah. So this cave system had dozens of rooms and caverns that were kind of connected by like narrow corridors and whatnot. Um, now this cave system was considered a beginner's cave system. So light. Very light. Like you should be able to go in and get out and you're fine. This is a beginner's thing. Like if you are, if you are very confident in your skills and want to prove how tough you are, this is not the place to go. This no one place, will be impressed. This is a place to go for fun. I see. Easy cave. And a very easy cave. However, this cave had a lot of narrow spaces that required you to crawl through and wriggle your way through a squeeze. That doesn't sound those? like beginner cave system to me. You remember those, Jessica? Fuck that. A squeeze? Do I remember being squeezed? Is that nope. what you're saying? Nope. We've what talked are- about squeezes before, about specifically caves and people drowning. Anyway, it's fine. No one drowned in this one, luckily. Okay. So, thousands of people visit the Nutty Putty Caves every single year, whatever. We're gonna go, I'm gonna go into a little bit more detail about what the cave system is like, and during that, I will give you the diagram. So, you can look this up, just look up the Nutty Putty Cave map, and it'll show you a full map of what was, uh, what has been discovered in the Nutty Putty Cave system. Oh. You go, Jessica, that's for you. Oh, I see. You can see the entrance. Yes. Right there. Yes. Now it is not a vertical up and a down. It is a flat. It's it's sort of like it's a, it's a map. So it's like you look at it oh. flat. Oh shit! You knocked his milk out of his hands. Ash, no. It's okay. Destroyer of life. No, no. It it's stop. We have many. It is far. Did you drop it on the floor? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! We're not gonna find it. We'll have to find it during the break. Okay. Anyway, we have several. Uh, alien franchise action figures on this table and one of them is constantly getting knocked over and it happens to be the only one who's holding something in his hands that's easily yeah. knocked out. Yeah, and it is constantly knocked out. Anyway, this map. Yes. The Nutty Putty Cave map. It's sort of in the shape of like a lowercase d. Maybe like an S, actually. But with the top of the S not so much curved as it is pointing so straight like a, like a number five, but like you gave it like a really cool tat on the top, you know? Sure. It really looks like an Asian symbol. Like a like a fishing hook. Oh, sure. sure. Turn it upside down. Now it looks like a hook. Like a scythe. Or a battle axe missing the other half. <laughs> None of this is helpful. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's an entrance. And yes. the entrance, it's a little complex, but the gist of it is that it goes two different ways. You're you enter and there's a bit of a fork. If you go to the right. Right when you enter the cave. Now, mind you, if you look at that, you'll see that there's literally only one entrance. There is no other exit or entrance. That is the only one. So when you go in the cave, you eventually have to turn around and go right back out. We'll post this on Instagram for you. So if you'd like to see it, just have a look at our most recent post or uh, so one of them. When you enter the cave, if you were to turn to the right, you would come across what they called the big slide. And this was a room that had about a 45 degree angle Okay. Right. So you could slide down. You have to you have to climb or crawl your way up, but you could slide down. Um, if you were to go to the left of the entrance, you would come across the maze. Now, the, it was called the maze because it was a whole bunch of rooms 
that were connected and disconnected in a very confusing way that people have not actually truly mapped it out properly. It's very broken up. Yes. And it, it seems like when you enter the pathway is much wider and it seems to narrow more and more as you go. That's correct. Um, there was also something very fun. People would try to find it in the maze. Inside of the maze was a hollow rock. And this rock, when you smacked it, it would sound like a bell would ring and oh. everyone in the cave system could hear it. That's kind of cool. So everyone tried to find it, but like I said, it was a maze. So who knows yeah. if they actually did. Very cool. Um, from 1999 to 2004, a number of people got stuck in the tight and narrow parts of the cave, including two Boy Scouts, um, and they had to call in professionals to rescue them and pull them out. Oh. But they did, and they were fine. Now, because of this, though, it led to a, a change in how this cave system was managed. They had gated off some parts, uh, eventually gating off the entire cave system, so no one was allowed in. But after many complaints, they decided to reopen the cave, mm -hmm. right? Reopen all the things that they had gated off, but now the only way that you could go and, and climb through these caves was by registering. You had to book an appointment online. You had to register everyone who was there. That way everyone knows exactly who was going in this cave at what time. Oh, wow. That's so I, logical. I assume that's so that there's no very small chance that someone could actually be lost and unaccounted for. Right. So exactly. no one could go missing and not know it. Mm -hmm. um, also, they could make sure that it wasn't going to be overcrowded. Sure. At any given time. And that's exactly what John Edward Jones, his friends, and his family did when they went to visit the Nutty Putty Caves on November 24th of 2009. Now, along with John was his brother, Josh, and they were both like very experienced uh, cavers, we'll call them. Because <laughs> I don't know what the real word is. Spelunkers. Well, it's not really spelunking. I thought spelunking had like- Like ropes and, and stuff. Like ropes and like it equipment did. and stuff to it climb. Does. Yeah, that's not, that's not what they were doing. So they were, they were free balling. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. dangling with no equipment. Correct. <laughs> um, real quick, where did this take place? One more time. The Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Just so November, November. This is closing in on Thanksgiving, so it's a little chilly. Could be in it a is. cave, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So well, the cave stays the same temperature year round, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, like rock is insulating. <laughs> it is very insulated. Yes. Uh, so late November 2009 is when they were there. Now, they had a lot of experience, so this wasn't a big deal to them. They were more taking their friends and family there okay. to kind of invite them into their caving world. It's a little adventure. Right. And an easygoing one because this is a beginner cave. That's correct. And for a while, the trip went perfectly well. Everyone was having fun. They were crawling and inching their way through all the caverns, making all these new, like, discoveries, right? Because they, had, they had, all had maps, but the maps weren't, like, super updated or whatever, so... Anyway, um, it was about 9 p.m. when John got to what they call the birth canal. You can Ew. see that here. So when you enter the Nutty Putty Caves, if you go right down the big slide, mm -hmm. you come around, you make a sharp right, and you get to the birth canal. It is a very long cave system that you have to crawl through straight through. And then once you get all the way through, you get to what they call the artery caves, I assume that's to imply that they're very narrow. They're very narrow and thin, but there's enough space for you to turn around to crawl back up the birth canal. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. The artery place. Yes. The artery is caves. much narrower than the canal. E no. Oh, there are there in the, are in a, the map system. It look they look about the same. There are narrow spots, but there's enough space for you to turn around to crawl back through the birth canal. But you cannot turn around in the birth canal. 
Once you go in, you need to go all the way down. I see. Yes. Are you talking about the aorta crawl? Uh, yeah, artery caves, something and like that. And then the vein alley? Yeah, something like that. Do you need to see this again? It sounds like you do. I'm good. I was trying not <laughs> to take it from you, which is why I just kind of winged it, okay? Anyway. I'm good. So how did you read that? With her eyes. Normal person eyes is how Jesus. I read that. <laughs> so while going through the birth canal, John got a little stuck. Ew. And he, he noticed like this was like oddly tight in this birth canal. This canal was a tight canal. And this canal has been mapped many, many times. Many men have been inside this canal. Yes, that's correct. And so he knew that he would be perfectly fine if he just continued because then he'd have space to turn around and go back. So he did, he pushed on forward. Pushed through the canal. He did, he entered that canal with force. <laughs> Children. <laughs> um, unfortunately for John, he was not actually in the birth canal. What? That's right, so if we look at the map again, John did not quite make it to the birth canal. He turned left far too early no. and started going through this uncharted section of the caves. Um, There's wow. a reason why it ends there. It is uncharted. Meaning where the map ends in this particular portion, it's not to say that the cave system ends there. That's where the documentation ends. If you look at where every single part where the cave system just kind of looks like it just ends, mm -hmm. that's because it's too narrow. To continue. To continue to map it out. Ah. So it's been mapped to that point. Yep. It will not be mapped past that point. Right. No further than gotcha. that. Gotcha. Oh, he's fucked. Yes. So, while in this uncharted cave, um, like I said, it was specifically uncharted because it was far too small. No one could get through it. Um, but John knew that he could because he thought he was in the birth canal. And so he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing down this non-birth canal. Oh my God. Until he stopped. I assume because he must. Now, while he, when he finally realized, oh shit, I am stuck in place and cannot move, he was actually hanging upside down. Ah! That's some bullshit. He was damn near vertical in the cave system and was stuck, could not move an inch. Was he alone? Well, he had his whole family and friends okay, there, okay. so Okay, so there are chill. other people there. Um, apparently the, the like diameter of the spot that he was in was about half the size of like what you would imagine when you like open like the front loading like washing machine. Ew. So that's how tight this was. So, you know, I don't want to get judgmental or anything, but a little judgment on him for seeing how large across that space was and deciding to shove his body through it. Head first. In his defense, if he thought he was going down the, what do you call that spot? The birth canal. The birth canal. If he thought he was in the birth canal, he would think he's okay. And when you have your light on in there, you don't necessarily see how constricted it is, I would imagine. But I don't He was know. experienced. This is a beginner cave. Mistakes That's, like this should not happen. Is true. There should have been signs that said, hey, don't enter this area. Maybe. It's not the canal. But how could they put signs there? It was uncharted. I assume <laughs> there would have been where this map like ends. Like a sign right here saying, hey, don't go any further. Hey, uncharted. This is, map ends here. Do yeah. not continue. Yeah, you'd think. You and I would be good at making the map. Yeah. Um, Where we would unfortunately, be great map makers. Unfortunately, sure. that's not the case. Now, luckily for John, his brother Josh was pretty close behind him, right? Was He was following him down the birth canal. Mm. That wasn't. And so he realized something was wrong because this motherfucker John is not moving. 
And so he goes and realizes, oh shit, you're stuck. This is not the birth canal. I need to help you get out of here. So he starts trying to pull him out and help him out. And he managed to shift him a few inches maybe, but really doesn't make a difference. He is still, John is still stuck and is still hanging upside down. Uh huh. So, oh, I Josh, just imagine like blood pooling into his face. <laughs> so Josh backs his way out of the t- out of the cave and calls for help. And a couple hours later, rescue teams were there. Now these are professionals and have been in these caves many times before. Not necessarily in this particular part of the cave, though. Um, and it was a very difficult operation. Now, when the team got there, it was midnight, so it's it's pretty fucking dark, and the particular spot that John was in was so narrow that only one person would be able to get close enough to help him at any given time. Yeah. So luckily, John was experienced. He was very calm. And the first rescuer that got to him in the cave asked him like how he was. And he said that he just really wanted to get out, but he's okay. Said, cool. So they began the rescue operation. And he'd been upside down approximately three hours at this point. Three to four hours, yeah. Gotcha. Gross. He must be very dizzy. So the rescue worker begins drilling out the rock around him, around John. Mm-hmm. So the the idea being widen this small, narrow part by just a few inches, and then I can pull you out. Or yeah. at least, anyway. Enough to dislodge him. So after hours of drilling, only about an inch has been made. And they knew for a fact, this system, this way of saving him, he will die before we can get him out. So they had to think of a new idea. So they began rigging up some ropes and pulleys, right, in the caves, so they can attach it to him, try to pull him out. So they loop it around his legs, which is literally the only part of him they can see, right? Mm-hmm. And they start the slow process of pulling him out and hauling him out from up top and whatever. So it was working, right? Um, there, was a, there was a time while the... Um, the pulley system was pulling him out and they could hear him kind of like like yelling in pain, right? Sure. His ribs are getting caught. He's been upside down. He's probably like bloated on his upper half. Yeah. Like not good things are happening. Um, and so because he was in a lot of pain, they kind of gave him a break, let him wait. And they gave him a radio and he was allowed to speak to his uh, very pregnant wife who was oh. just outside oh. of the cave entrance. So they were able to get something past his like belly and chest to his face so he could talk. Doubt it. They probably just held the radio. As close to him as yes. possible. Okay. Fucking yes. horrible. Ugh. It has now been 19 hours. Oh no. He's definitely gonna die. So being upside down for literally any length of time is not good. Mm-hmm. Right? Blood pools to your brain which could rupture blood vessels, could even cause you to go blind, Mm -hmm. right? Your organs all start to seep on top of each other, crushing your lungs, yeah, making it difficult to breathe, right? A lot of people can die in as quickly as 10 minutes. Yeah. Just depends. Could be minutes. Obviously, in John's case, it was long, long time, 19 hours. So he was still very much alive, though. Uh, He remained calm. They began pulling him out even more, and... Finally, they pulled him out just enough. His head was now spotted. He made eye contact with the rescuer and asked him how he's doing. And he said, it sucks. I'm upside down. Can't believe I'm upside down. My legs are killing me. Of course, they have no blood inside them anymore. So he's exhausted, but like 
the it's, fact it's that he's obviously still alive working. is a miracle. I know. Yeah. It's, it's obviously working. They're getting him out. He can see the rescuer. They're having a conversation. They continue the process. And that's where things get a little unfortunate for John. Just if a they, little? If they weren't already. So one of the ropes that was attached to the pulley that was pulling John up yeah. kind of exploded. I don't know what you mean. So here's what you'll know. There was a very loud noise. Yeah. And when the people up top radioed down, there was silence. And they had no idea why until finally the rescuer woke up. Now, what had happened was the rope was attached to a pulley system. One of them broke, which broke another one, which broke another one, which caused John to fall right back to where he was in the first place. And it caused parts of the pulley to hit that rescue worker in the face, knocking him unconscious. Oh no. God, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh no. That's right. So they had to now rebuild, rebolt these uh, joints into the wall so that they could create the pulley system again to start on the process of getting John out. Uh, they replaced the rescue worker. He crawled out. Someone else crawled in to help John. Um, after a while, they realized, like, oh shit, like. He's no longer responding. Well, specifically because the second person that tried to go down became stuck themselves. What? And had to be helped out. It's a very narrow cave. So finally, they, the rescue team sent a doctor, I'm assuming like an EMT, um, down there to assess John and kind of see how he's doing. And when he got down there, he announced on the radio, John's dead. Oh. That's right. He was declared dead at midnight on November 25th. Now, Obviously, the devastating news for the family and friends, right? John was 26, very fit, very healthy, a very experienced caver. This is supposed to in be a, beginner cave. a no big deal right, cave. Right, right, right. So, doesn't look great. Now, now began the attempt to retrieve his body. Um, that was quickly given up. It would be impossible to get his body out of there. So, the landowner that the mine sat on, uh, had the idea and was going to put dynamite in the caves and blow it all up so that no one could ever enter it again. With his body still in it. Yes. Oh. Now, he, he was dissuaded. Dissuaded? Yeah, dis- yeah. discouraged, yeah. convinced yeah. not they to. They convinced him not to do that. And instead of dynamiting that whole thing, they actually plugged it with uh, concrete. Oh. So they essentially created like the world's largest tomb for yes. John Edward Jones. Oh, that's so sad. I know. came out. He is, his body is still there today. Uh, no one has entered the cave system, obviously. It's been covered and sealed. Now, they put a plaque uh, at the entrance of this cave, or where it used to be, uh, with his face on it, um, you know, saying his name and his story and, like, why this is important, whatever. Um, now, a bunch of cavers were, like, not too chill with that because they really wanted to go to Nutty Putty Cave. And I now don't understand. And now they couldn't go because some asshole died in it and turned it into his own tomb. So they can still go through the cave, but now they. No, no, no. The, the entrance is sealed. You cannot go in that cave system at all. It, it appears they're upset because they can't go in. Because that it they canceled exploration of this cave because someone died so tragically inside it. Yes, they are so mad that if you look at this picture of John Edward Jones's plaque at the entrance. Tell me what you see there. It's been defaced. Yes. Fucking asshole. Are you fucking kidding me? Those are caused by bullets. 
Wow. Yes, people shot and defaced the plaque. There's a ton of graffiti around it. They spray paint over it constantly. I hope. Because they go out to try to find an entrance to the Nutty Putty Cave, and there is only one, and it's sealed, all because John Edward Jones. All of you. Selfishly died. All of you who have shot at the image of this man's face, I hope all of you suffer the most intense rectal itch for the rest of your lives. I, I hope they find an entrance and get stuck themselves, but no one knows they're in there. And That's they right. know they're going to die in there. See, I don't want them to die, but I do want them to itch rectally. Maybe both. For the rest of their lives. Maybe they get stuck in the cave. And then that's when they're rectum And then their rectum begins. Yes. Whoa. Okay. So he survived 20 to 24 hours? Is that what we're guesstimating? How long it took for him to die? Uh, it, was about, it was about 9 p.m. that he, on the 24th, and midnight on the 25th. So it'd be like the 26th. Okay. Longer than 24 then. So just so, over 24 hours. Gotcha. It's a miracle he survived that long. That's a long time to be that's upside so down. That's so sad. And that's a long time for a rectal itch. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would suck. Well, I hope that he suffered none. No rectal itches. No. But that everyone else who has defaced the plaque that his, has uh, remembered him on. After a few hours, I don't think he'll feel anything near his rectum. Because all the blood There's no would blood. be. Yeah, the blood would be. The nerves. Well, you would think he wouldn't feel his legs, but he says his legs were killing him. That's what I'm saying. So... Like that I guess there's still nerves, yeah. I wonder if very, it just like his legs fell asleep and they were like in that yeah. like super tingly, like super sensitive. Yeah, like, sure. That's a very sad story. Everything feels like pins and needles. Poor I just guy. think it sucks that he was there for so long and they tried and tried and tried and tried and he could feel himself dying. You it, know when you're it dying. It just makes me angry. It yeah. makes me angry because well, how could you call that a beginner cave when there are pathways that are so dangerous that you haven't marked off that are... I mean, he's an experienced caver or cave diver or whatever you want to call it. And he got confused. He mm -hmm. got confused. He's a young man. Yeah. He had a map beforehand. Yeah. He knew what the pathways were called and what to look out for. And he still got confused. And you're going to call that a beginner cave? Jessica, I didn't call it shit. Well, all I'm saying. I'm not a caver, so who knows? All I'm saying. Look, if that's a beginner cave, I don't want to be in any sort of cave. I don't want to be in a baby cave, a kitty cave. Exactly. I don't want to go in those at all. I'm not a fan of caves, period. Any kind. Yeah. No, I won't be caving. All I'm saying is that that seems based off of all the knowledge I have, which isn't much. That seems a little irresponsible. At least a little. Well, I didn't name it, so. That's all I'm saying. But in in the cave's defense, he chose to go in there. He chose to go do that thing. You, you chose, you someone, heard a cave was a beginner cave and chose to go inside it as an experienced caver. That makes sense to me. Right. But every time you go in that cave, you're definitely a taking your cave. life in your hand, whether it's beginner, whatever. That's all I'm saying. Well, think about it. I don't think a beginner would be squeezing their way through this cave and think, no, it was mapped out. I should be perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I mentioned keep going that, though. Keep going I believe keep going. he knew he was not in that area. I think he was going to explore Exploring a new area. An undocumented area. Out of the, the story. Well, that was what I but mentioned in the first place. Like you found a spot well, no that was. Him. This is. A, well, what's that the point? part of the story would be an assumption. What's the point? Yeah, of yeah. Asking it's an assumption at that point. Sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. motherfucker died. It's all good. super sucky story. Yeah, yeah. sucky Sad situation side. all the way around. I know. Nutty putty, especially for his wife. I know she can't oh. tell a war story. Oh, you're. He was exploring a new environment. I mean, to, you could argue he died bravely. Okay. How many children's fathers have plaques? That's and true. how many children's fathers have tombs? That is true. A huge tomb. A big ass tomb. 
Probably with a maze yep. and a big old slide. But you can't ever take that baby there because it's defaced and shot up. So there's you that. You've got to replace it. But yeah, very sad, unfortunate. Really sad. Yeah. Sad Side story. note, would you make a thing if it was your best friend, if it was your brother, if it was my whatever, would we make a thing saying that he died even more heroically than he, he was trying to save a puppy, a, a young girl, whatever. Would you make a big story about it for your children to think he was a hero or would no. children? Your grandfather was buying donuts for all of the gang, very heroically, and he took one out to take a bite, and it fell on the floor. And this wasn't just a regular donut. This was a powdered, jelly-filled donut. Sounds so good. And it began rolling, children, into the street. And Grandpa did not look both ways. He saw one thing, and it was that donut. And he got hit by a Prius, and he died. So that's the story you tell? Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, son. I would not tell any lies to make anyone seem more heroic. He loved caves. He went into one. He died and it, what he was doing. Yeah. It bit him cool. in the ass. Yeah. Because hey, it can do that. You know, child, it's a cave. Your other parent died. I'm your only parent now. I swear to God, if you ever try to cave, I will fucking kill you myself i will skull fuck you yes the reason you die won't be the cave no i'll come and find you where you're stuck and i'll kill you i will cave your skull in (laughs) i will turn your skull into a cave (laughs) got me yeah no i i wouldn't do that i wouldn't tell any lies i wouldn't discourage because people go into caves to explore all the time and don't die but it just can be really dangerous if you're not careful it sounds it's like a it's a it's a terrible unhappy medium Either way, it's sure. it's terrible on his end and it's mm-hmm. terrible on their end and all that. I would never cave. My children would be like, but dad, I want to go in a cave and I won't cave. I'm going to say no. Okay, well, fine. We're going. Who? Your children. Fuck that. I'm not. I'll I break d- their I'm... fucking legs. Can't get very far in a cave without your fucking legs, bitch. They could die with broken legs. Okay. So you're going to go in the cave and die? Kill yourself. No, I'm saying you might kill so you're them. So you're going to go suicide yourself <laughs> up in this cave? Anyway. Stupid. It's time for the break. It is. Before I say things that are going to have to be bleeped. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Gosh, caves. Caves, cavernous things. Yeah. Echoing. You know, like spelunking. You could spelunk. Um, I don't know. You, I, I, I've seen like caved skulls. Cave-ins. Okay. Oh, cave-ins? Cave you could cave. Can you cave out? I don't know. Maybe. You can mm. cave to like pressure. Oh, like peer pressure. Maybe. Wow. You know who would never cave to any sort of pressure? Who? Our sponsors. <laughs> we would like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. Tilted Tinker is a company that makes woodcraft products. They make plaques with all sorts of of hilarious sayings. Lots of sarcasm and underhanded insults. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories. That's right. And everything is assembled by hand, all here in the United States. Made in the USA, and it is family-owned They are close friends of ours. That's the most I'll say. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. 
but they are fantastic and we do love their products. We own many of them. I have personally purchased several items. Oh yeah, when I get drunk, I buy a lot of their shit. It's pretty great. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. You can reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. Nice. You should go and you should buy something, listener, from their website because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And they love us just like we love you. Jacob, we also have some discount codes from Tilted Tinker. We do. They were so amazing and kind to provide exclusive three shots in promo codes for their website, which give... 15% off your entire purchase. Wow, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And they provided two promo codes. You can make your purchase using the discount code HORSICA, H-O-R-S-E-I-C-A. That's HORSE, I-C-A. Or you can use Jacob McGuire. (laughs) Jacob is spelled J-A-C-O-B. Maguire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Wow. If you support Jessica more than you support me, use code Horsica. If you like me more than you like that bitch, go ahead and use Jacob Maguire. Jacob, are you in the know? I mean, I'm in the know, but I'm also in the No Republic. That's right. We are sponsored by the No Republic. They are a clothing brand who gives 20% of all proceeds to mental health awareness and suicide prevention in specifically high schools and colleges all around the United States. I didn't know that. Their clothing is unique and everything is done in-house. I heard that they ventured with a third party and that third party didn't work out. So now, that's right, everything is crafted by hand, shipped with love and care. Yeah, they're an awesome company. They always give back. And you can go on their website, the No Republic. Again, that's with a K. TheNoRepublic.com. Great customer service, too. I reached out to them with a problem, and they got back to me right away. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Normally, people take, like, you know, like, within 24 hours, but how soon did they get back? Four hours. Whoa! in a new Three Shots In patron exclusive. Tannis was a simple country girl looking for an escape from boring farm life. Big Al was everything she was looking for. A sexy, bad boy carnosaur from the wrong side of the food chain. Would their torrid romance tear their families apart? Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. To become a patron, go to threeshotsin.com and click the monthly subscription link. This is intended only for mature audiences. Three Shots In is not responsible for any soaked pants, green jeans, or stained seats. Listener discretion is advised. That's enough breaking. We're broken. I'm done to be broke. Yeah. No more. Are you ready to spin the second wheel, though? Uh, sure, I'll spin it. No, I wanted to do it, though. I'm already spinning. Okay, this one's a little promiscuous. It's promiscuous? Yeah, yeah. Uh, If your genitals were a Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) character, name their race, class, and level. All of those things. Wow. Race, Um, class, level. Who sent that in? Hmm, that that appears to be sent in by... Patron dad? (laughs) Handsome devil. (laughs) 
<laughs> Devil Dog Man. Aurora. 69. <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> Interesting. Um, Who's okay. going first? I need time. I'm not ready. I'm ready. Fool. You know what? You go first, Padre. So race, class, level. Level. So I'm going to do class and level first. Class is a barbarian and it's epic level. 21st or beyond. Whoa. Race is a halfling. Okay. And it's a halfling with scoliosis. I see. Scoliosis. It bends strangely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Interesting. Illuminating. He Half, can, halflings that, are pretty hairy, aren't they? Halflings can not, no, not this <laughs> not Halflings this can pound, I mean, I'm sorry, barbarians can pound some shit, but it's a halfling, you know, he does some damage. Okay. It's really what's behind the Interesting. Halfling. Okay, so I wouldn't say that that I'm epic level, right? I haven't had decades on decades on decades of experience, right? Like other people in this room have because they're old or ancient or whatever. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so I wouldn't say that I'm quite epic, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna say I would be about a level 13. We'll say 14 just to make it an even number. Sure. Okay, um, but we're multi-classing for sure, mm. okay? Um, so in there we would have about 10 levels of barbarian, okay? Like your father, that makes sense. Yes. Um, three levels of rogue. Wow. <laughs> oh. A little backstabbing. Oh, okay. oh yeah. And one level of paladin. I am circumcised, that is. <laughs> <laughs> what race did you say? Oh, I haven't gotten to the race yet. Uh, my race would be, you know, it's probably like an elf. I do have a, I do have pretty genitalia. Okay. <laughs> No, I do. Ask Danny. I will. I am not going to ask Danny. I'll just assume. No, it's, it I, is photo ready all the time. Totally believe you. Just have no interest in investigating, honestly. We're good, son. It We're is good. always ready to go for photos. Sure. Photo ops. I, it's I, very pretty. I accept that. It's very nice to look at. I just don't need to know more than that is what I'm saying. Yeah. We're good. I need no verification. I'm just saying if I made like little, I don't know, wallet size photos of my genitalia, I would imagine that people would keep it in their wallets, but it is so pretty. It's like, oh, these are my kids. And this is, you know, what my okay. son's genitalia. Isn't it very pretty, you know? Your son's, your dad in this hypothetical scenario? That's him, yeah. Just okay. as you would be like, these are my kids and this is my brother's genitalia. I wouldn't Isn't say it that, so pretty? I would never have that. <laughs> That's, I would never do that. Well, I'm just saying. So just to clarify, you're an elven. Your genitalia. Barbarian, your 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 genitalia is an elven barbarian rogue paladin. Yes. Total fourteen levels. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what fair. was it? A rogue paladin. A rogue yes. a barbarian. Barbarian was ten ten levels. So basically, he's a barbarian. Okay. A little bit of rogue. Dabbles in rogue. A little okay. little backstabbing. And uh, first level was barbarian, right? I was or first level was paladin. I was a wee lad when mm. Christ the Lord got rid of my foreskin. Yeah. Sure. So. Sure. Mine, 15th level, for sure. Okay. Dwarven. Oh. <laughs> she doesn't stretch super far, but she's wide. Right. <laughs> so fucking wrong. She could take a beating. Pretty hairy. Oh, God. I'm definitely Damn. bearded. Oh, <laughs> Jessica Nicole. Oh. And your girl's dual classing, at least. Okay. For sure. Not rogue. She ain't subtle. Okay. 
Not sneaky. Um, barbarian. She loud. Okay. Um, Father like daughter. I, I sure, appreciate that. Sure. Barbarian and... Uh, what level? Barbarian. We'll say... Oh, what level barbarian? Well, you know what? Let me decide the second class because there is a second. There's a more artful second class. I'm going to say druid. Oh. She gets a little wild. Okay. Um, But just a little. So we'll say 10 levels barbarian, five levels druid. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. Mm-hmm. We can absolutely move past this wheel span at any time, though. To in summation. I don't know, though. Wide, not long, <laughs> hairy. Yes. Densely so. Uh -huh. Aggressive. Aggressive, certainly. Very wild. loud. And wild. Bush-like, you would say. Certainly. At least. I can accept all that. The loud distresses me. I used to live I used to live in this house. I can attest. Uh, okay. Very good. Can we move on now? Of course. There was this one time. <laughs> <laughs> There are, was a one hey, time. Hey, are you? You don't have a level of paladin. I don't have a level. I do have a level of paladin, but no. I it, mine came in battle. My foreskin you, was cut in battle. You were circumcised in battle. In battle. Huh. That's hardcore. Some <laughs> sort of crusades type of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus Not Christ. a paladin. Not a paladin. Okay. Dad's going next, right? Yeah. Yeah. His story's up. You got your notes. I got them. I'm ready. All right. But I don't have any notes. Because everything I say is going to be either something I've done or something that someone near and close to me has done. So usually when you guys tell your stories or you have your uh, subjects, I usually have a personal story that I can correlate with it. And so that's what I'm going to do today. So I had a supervisor in uh, the law enforcement agency that I was a part of, and uh, he was a detective. And he liked to go diving. And he's a former Marine, and he was very... Uh, uh, intense. He liked to be in scary, frightening situations. He like liked, an adrenaline seeker? He, he was an adrenaline seeker. He liked to be in situations where he had to figure his way out or he might die type thing. You said diving. Diving like scuba diving? Scuba diving, yeah. Okay. Big diver. And he loved lobster. He would always dive for lobster. He called them bugs. So he said, yeah, I was diving for a bug. And, and the story goes, he was told that the best lobster he can find are off a jetty. And I think it was, uh, it was an L.A. beach. I believe it was Long Beach, but I'm not sure. Anyway, there's a jetty that was way out in the water. What's a jetty? A jetty is a bunch of rocks that blocks the ocean from coming into a bay so the boats that are parked in the bay don't rock and roll and oh, all that uh -huh. stuff. Mm -hmm. So this jetty was a deep jetty. So it's not like some jetties are usually like in 20 feet of water. This was in like 70 feet of water. So it was a large jetty. A big, wide jetty. A big, wide jetty. Big ass jetty. And he was told by a friend that, hey, if you can get into the jetty itself, there's little caves because it's just a bunch of rocks stacked on top of each other. Oh, that sure. form a huge base. He said, if you can find a way in there, if you can get to the bottom to where the sand and the rock meet, it's the biggest lobster. Are jetty man-made? They're man-made, yeah. Okay. So he's like, yeah, cool, I'm going to do it. And his buddy told him, you just, you, you can only wear one tank but you can drag a tank along. So as you're running out of air, you can switch the tanks and you're fine. No. So he has an hour. Christ. So you have an hour worth of thing. And he goes, also, you need to tie a line off and bring that line with you. Because once you get in there deep, it's dark. You have to put a light on. Mm -mm. And he says, and once you grab the bug, put it in your sack, you get the, you uh, get the uh, lobster. Once you, once you stuff a bug in your sack. <laughs> yes. I, I think well, that's called crabs, isn't it? It's called I, lobster. I actually. did. I thought it was crabs as well. but It's an intense version of crab. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
more you know, expensive. You don't want it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Way more painful. Um, you, so he said, tie the lion off and bring it with you so you can follow the lion out. So he thought, okay, I will, I understand what he wants to do. What he did is he brought one tank of air. Ew. He said, I believe I can find the hole in the cave that, that I can get me in there and get down to the bottom within five to 10 minutes. Nope. He then said he'll give himself five or 10 minutes to find the lobster. And then he gives himself five to 10 minutes to find his way out because he's not going to tie a line off. Oh, oh my Christ. word. So he's in his mind. If he goes really fast, it's going to be 15 minutes. Worst case scenario, it's going to be 30 minutes. And he thinks he, and he's got an hour with one tank. He's got a half an hour. With he one, has exactly one. 30 minutes with one tank. 30 minutes with one tank because his buddy said it usually takes me 30 minutes with a extra. He has an extra just in case. And he takes a line with him, and that line follows him all the way through so he can follow the line out. So his friend is preparing for a, a worst, worst case scenario. Right. So he heard 30 minutes, and he said, I got this. 30 minutes. Okay. No line, no extra air, and went in. Well, all right. Also, having never been there before? Never been there before. <laughs> <laughs> Goes in, finds a tunnel, starts going through, winding his way through the rocks has a light on, says he gets down to the bottom of the floor within like seven minutes or something like that. Great, Real, right on quick. time. He's, yeah. he's like, and he's checking his watch, he goes, right on time. Finds a massive lobster, He, the guy wasn't lying, finds a huge lobster, bags it, and finds out within like five or six minutes, whatever it was. He says he's on his way up and he's got a little more than 15 minutes to spare. So he's like, I got this. Starts going up where he thought he looked at rocks that looked similar, fall on the path, gets up to a point where he sees the light where the sun is shining off the ocean uh, surface Yeah, and cannot proceed. The rocks, there's a, there's, you know, the rocks are uh, together, but he can see through them, but he can't get out. So he went the wrong way. Oh my God. Called a false exit. Something like that. <laughs> but sees the light, realizes about 30 feet down in the water and he knew where he entered, it was about 15 feet down. So he says, okay, no big deal. I I undershot, I, I'll find it. So he goes back down to find his way. Looks at his thing and he has like like uh, 10 minutes to spare. Goes through. I'd already be shitting in my scuba suit. Gets to another false exit. <gasps> Sees the surface, but can't get through the cracks in the rocks. And he's like, okay. Looks down, he's got like seven minutes left of air. And He's starting to sweat a little, I assume. He's, he still said, well, you can't, guess, if you panic, that seven minutes turns into three. So that's funny you say that because he said, at seven minutes, he goes, I'm still good. I can, I know I'm going to hit it. It's just going to be a matter of a minute or two. Yeah. Goes back down, tries to find his way out. Is sure he's there. Pops up, faults again, is not no. there. <laughs> looks God. down. He has, it's right, it clicks right at five minutes. He goes, it clicks right at five minutes when I looked. So it was less than five minutes. And he puts his arm down. He says, okay. And he and he says, I wanted to panic. I'm stressed out. I'm like, I'm not going to make this. I can't find my way out. But he said, if I freak out, I'm going to lose my air within a minute or two minutes. So he says, calm down. Basically, I would have died after the first false exit. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, or I would pound through that rock some. I don't know. Oh, I'd yeah. be super strong. I would have died by rock or something. <laughs> so, so he says, I'm not looking down at this again. I just, if I lose my air, I lose my air. Goes back down, gets down to a situation where he's looking around and he's got a flashlight, mind you, he can't really see. So he's trying to look around and he's he's trying to uh, process how to get out. Sees an area that he believes he's never been through. He knows now it's gotta be th 
three minutes left, says, fuck it, goes for that area, starts going through, going through, going through, going through. It, he realizes as he's going through it, it is definitely not the area he came down in for sure because it's doing this windy thing going up and down rather than going straight up. But he said, I've already committed. It's someplace I've never been. I got to go. Gets to a point where, and I don't know the the actual thing that happens, but he says, you know, you have a, a last breath of air. Your tank is done and the tank showed done. So he takes a big gulp of air and keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling. He says, I was at a point where I was, I wanted to breathe. I could not breathe. And then he sees the hole, gets out the hole, goes up 20 feet and gets out and he survives. Oh my God. And he, and then he looks at me, he goes, Fowler, that was so fucking intense, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, he's a guy that he saw a shark in the water. And so he went to dive for lobster while there was a shark in the water just to see, just to say he's been in the water with a shark while he got a lobster. Okay. He's that guy. Did he, did he, he did, he did bag the lobster though. He did bag the lobster. In every occasion, he does not come up. Even if he has to take his, if he's ran out of his tanks, he'll snorkel until he bags a lobster. He's that guy. But He's the bug on it, bug on his sack guy. Bug in, in the sack oh. guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh damn. Yeah. In the sack. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. But intense. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go again? Uh, he, uh, I don't, he never, he never told me a story if he did. He always hunts for lobster, but I don't think he went back in there. I think he got his jollies. His jollies. <laughs> his, yeah. <laughs> I used to, when I was young in America, I loved rushes like that, but now, no, nah. I don't have any want for that whatsoever. I'm no. good. I've seen too many movies and played too many video games where that ends poorly. <laughs> so, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. And, and prior to this, when you said caves, the first place I went to, because your dad's a deviant, is uh, a cavernous vagina that I encountered in the Marine Corps. Ah. Oh, and, you only encountered one cavernous vagina? No, but this one was the most cavernous vagina. Was this in I, the States? It was overseas. Uh, I was in Crete at the time. Greece. Oh, Greece. you got a, oh, he got that Greek strange. It was not a Greek though. It was a f girl from Finland. Ah, what do they call people? A Finn? Finnish. A Finn in Greece? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the summertime in Greece and Crete, you get every, everyone in the world goes there to, they call it holiday vacation. Mm -hmm. But uh, and I hear the Greeks kind of sell stuff. They don't really partake in all the summer events. They come out in the wintertime. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I'm sitting at a bar. Well, I'm not sitting there. There was a hot chick in a little skirt and the bar was full and I want to get a beer and I walk in, I sit next to her and start drinking beer and start talking to her. And next thing we know, we're flirting, we're messing around. She puts my hand on her leg for her skirt. I start messing around with that area. And the bartender starts giving me, as he's watching this, he kept doing his job, but he kept coming over watching. I would, he would give me a, my beer and my shot because I would do a beer and a shot every time. I go to put money up. And he said, no. And I'm like, okay. So this is, so I'm giving him a show. So the way she was positioned, she wanted, she had no underwear on and I'm fingering her and making out with her Ew. at the bar. Okay. And the bartender's watching the whole thing. Well, I guess it's Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's not a weird thing. I have, I really wouldn't know. So anyway, right, so, so you were at the what? First, second or third knuckle um, at the bar. It was one finger uh, all the way in. Oh, so you reached a third knuckle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. Okay. With ease, right? But she was at a weird angle, so I didn't want to mess around. She was getting into whatever. So I pop a second finger in. Was and she hairy? We're still doing it. Uh, no, she was, she was lightly hairy. Back then, shaved 
was not a big thing. Everyone was somewhat hairy, but anyway. So then I get a third finger in with ease. She's oh. into it. She shifts. <laughs> and now I've got my left hand doing this while I'm getting free drinks. Now, mind you, this is not happening within seconds. This is over the course of a long time. This is an hour of me doing this. And my forearm is fucking burning, right? Because I'm, I'm working with my left hand. She's sitting to my left. And my hand is, my palm's facing away and doing its business. Okay. So then she shifts in a way where it, she just engulfs a fourth finger. Like it, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even attempt to do it. She just sucked it in there, and I'm like, what? And so I'm. You're about to lose your hand. I'm like, when you palm a football, I'm, I'm footballing her vagina, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing's huge, right? So then I'm, and I'm working her and she's getting ready to climax. At least I believe she is. And the, and the guy just keeps, I have beers and shots lined up that are free. I'm, I'm excited about this. My forearm's burning. I'm trying to get her to climax. I've never done it. it you know, Marines want to accomplish things. So I'd make sure I made a sure. girl come at a bar, you know, whatever. Right. Achievement unlocked. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I'm into this. I'm like, okay, I think I can go deeper and more. So I put my thumb in there. <laughs> And she and she moves in a way that it locks my wrist up in it. So my entire you are fist, gonna lose your hand. My entire fist is in it. And now, but I can't move my my hand anymore. I'm stuck. I'm locked in. So I started doing starbursts. <laughs> and I, for for you guys listening, um, think of your pinky goes first, then the next finger, next finger, next finger. But they go powerfully and they go fast, like a starburst. Boom. Boom, boom. So I'm doing like, that. Like you're mimicking a heartbeat. Like like you're, right. a, you're a spotter on the streets of Detroit and you're saying the 5-0 is coming. <laughs> right. 5-0. But instead of all five fingers flaring at once, I'm kind of doing this. Oh, there's a little pizzazz. Yeah, there's a little little zip, a little, okay. little zing. You're, you're a fabulous spotter <laughs> on the streets of Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the five O's coming. It's yeah. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. So I was spirit fearing. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I was doing so good. I was spirit flinger. God <laughs> damn it. You know what I'm trying to say? God damn it. What are you starting to say? I was flaring my flinger. God <laughs> damn it. I was starbursting her vagina with okay. my hand. I understood. So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, she ends up orgasming and, and it was all cool. And I got all these free drinks and everything out. And then she wants me to go back to her room. And now I'm going, how the heck am I going to please this woman? <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm going to get lost in it. Right. But, but you know, as a Marine, I overcame, I adapted, we had fun. It was sure, awesome, sure. but it was the most cavernous vagina I have ever seen in my life. I can still visualize it today. Maybe Except she... for the nightmare I had with the Yeti that forced me to go down on her. Yes, I remember you you I still smell it. Detailed that nightmare <laughs> to me. It was fucking horrible. I recall. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's anyway, that's it. That's my story of caves. Uh you know interesting. not as cool as your guys. She maybe she was just born like that. Maybe, or maybe she became that over time. Could be. Yeah. We'll, we'll never know. What if she'd like just had a baby like an hour earlier? She looked really good and naked. She looked really good if she just had a baby. So you never know. I've heard women that were never pregnant know. went to the bathroom and the baby came out like nothing. So they I don't know. Pooped a baby right out. Yeah. 
Maybe she had just. I feel like I feel like that normally eating. happens at like truck stops, though. And I, <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> and I know there's a thing they sew out back up the vagina sometimes. They don't do it all the time, but that's, they do it sometimes. That's oh, one thing. That's if that's yeah. if your vagina and your butthole, the, the your taint splits, creating the mega hole. I, I don't know why that's a turn on, but yeah, that's. I don't intense. think he was saying it was. I think he was just. I'm, I was ob- explaining, observing, and explaining. Oh, gotcha. the, the taint can just just boom. Yeah, it's gone. and just it rip. does. I can say that from experience. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is your taint damaged? It was. <laughs> if you were to describe the scar on your taint, how would you describe it? Interesting. Um, jagged. Mm-hmm. Um. What does it feel like? Imagine it, Freddy Krueger's skin. Oh, okay. But in a straight line from one hole to another. Is this an attack on your father? Is that what this is? <laughs> you look. Listen. Did you even hear the story you just told me? But, Fuck you, guy. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jess, you should tell Terry to starburst you later. <laughs> no. No. Stop. Stop it. Sorry. Let's change subject. The dude, spin the fucking wheel or something. <laughs> what? What flavor, starburst, Jessica? Are you gonna do tonight? Stop it, son. <laughs> Little shits. <laughs> anyway, right. anyway, it's now my turn. Yeah, let's hear your story. I'm so excited. So when I heard of cave stories, my thought was not vaginas that oh. have a lot of space. Okay, weird. <laughs> like Jacob, my thought was also stories that have happened in caves. Well, my original plan was to try to find someone with the last name Cave that did something. But Which, you had some trouble with that. Um, Would have been cool. Apparently Cave is not a last name. Really? I've never, I've never met a cave. I've never yeah. met or heard of one, but Mm-mm. yeah, caves remember, don't exist. like there is someone in existence whose name is Dick Vice. <laughs> okay. We learned that on an episode. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so if there's if that can exist, it does shock me that there is no one named Cave. Anyway, I thought of caves. I thought specifically of stories that would give you and Dad anxiety. Interesting. And okay. I found them rather quickly. I was like, I don't know how. I feel like what gives dad anxiety and what gives me anxiety is not the same thing. Maybe. I don't think there's a lot that gives your father anxiety. Yeah, you don't. You you're don't fine think so? with you're fine with super tight cramped places, except for that. What about airplanes? Hate those too. Deep mm. murky ocean. Uh, I've, I've been there. I could I could do that. I don't like it. What about it doesn't stress me out? What about much. six foot six yeti women? That's anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with yeah. with grilled cheese, um, clams. Like fresh grilled cheese. Like that cheese just sticks together as you rip it apart. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now you know what I get anxiety for. What do you get anxiety for, about, son? Not having liquor causes immense anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. Yes. Anyway, okay, All right, let's so hear it. Here we go. Um, I have them titled uh, Gross Cave Story 1 and Gross Cave Story 2. Okay. We'll start with one. They are from the perspective of people who actually had experiences in caves. So I'll read them as such. My family and some friends were cave exploring. We'd managed to find a system that went fairly deep. It was a fairly large group, but most if not all of us lived for that kind of stuff. We were having a great time. As we're heading back out, we find this slit in the rock that's about knee high. (laughs) It was sort of a tight squeeze. (laughs) Please continue. It was sort of a tight squeeze, but if you got on your stomach and sort of drug yourself through, It led to this small crawl space in the rock with quartz growing along the ceiling, which was just beautiful. Oh yeah, so pretty. But if you're claustrophobic, this was absolutely your nightmare. Right. The space was small enough that we had to enter it one at a time, so single file, 
Not to mention it went downward at a bit of a decline before it flattened out. And most times, crawling your way through, you couldn't take a breath without feeling rock against your belly and your back. Hell no. And you had to watch your back as you moved because the quartz was raw and pretty jagged. (laughs) That really didn't bother any of us, though. We went in pretty far. I'd gotten first, so I was able to go in the farthest, and I went as deep as I could. I remember it was just incredible. It was like finding this hidden little world inside of this enormous solid rock. Everybody's really enjoying themselves until water started to trickle up our backs. Uh-oh. rot row Like a quicksand type of thing? It had started to rain outside. <sighs> oh, fuck. And because of the angle of the space, we all knew it was going to fill up fast. So it's time to go. A minute or two goes by, and the trickling turns into streams of water. And it's already starting to pool. I am now the farthest away from the exit. <laughs> we can only just crawl flat on our stomach, so... Everyone's going as fast as they can, but no one is moving quickly. The water is pouring in now, so that's all I can hear, is water pouring. It's taking everything that I have to keep my cool. Finally, I can see the opening of the crawl space, but my brother is still up ahead of me, and the water's now up to my chin. Oh my god. (laughs) It was up to my lips by the time I got out. Fuck that. Thankfully, we all made it out of the cave safely, and I'll never do that again. Okay. I mean, but that's a great story. It, it is, yes. clearly, because yeah. we're saying it here, but fuck that. Yeah. But, like, how cool, though. You almost drowned in a in a <laughs> quartz cavern, you know? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I was just spelunking through a cave or whatever. I almost drowned. <laughs> you know, we can look it up. I really do think spelunking, the difference between just, like, like cave Just exploring caving. and spelunking is that you have equipment to like lower yourself down and stuff. I'm pretty sure spelunking is, is cave exploring like you're saying, but also where there's drops and yeah. they have to rope down. You need to have equipment like you're climbing the side of a cliff. Yeah. I thought, but I okay. guess I don't know. So while she was caving. That's all I'm saying. Cave well, exploring, whatever. That's very neat. Anyway. Um, I hope your next story doesn't have to do anything with like feet or anything. Cause. I mean, kinda. Ew. Why? What do you mean? Why? Don't worry about it. Gross cave story two, in the same fashion, first person. I like to go caving with my dad, who grew up mining uranium until his family's mine went belly up. He's pretty used to enclosed spaces and being underground. I was raised similarly, albeit without, you know, the radon gas. Right. I've repelled- Slightly less (laughs) radioactivity. A lot less radon. (laughs) Uh, I've repelled into pits I can't see the bottom of. Uh, bouldered my way along and over one of the largest underwater rivers in North America. Nearly got caught in a flash flood there, too. I've also slipped into a crevice whose bottom has never been reached or documented by anyone. Mm. This was by far the scariest thing that has ever happened to me. It ended up working out that I had to brace myself with my back against one wall and my legs against the other. Why, she was just fucking sinking? They'd fallen into it. What does that even mean? They are now, the pressure of them pushing against one wall with their back pushing against the other is the only thing keeping them from falling straight down. How are they not falling straight down? I thought you said they're underwater. They're not underwater. Oh. No, she was telling you all the things she did. Okay, the hardcore I, I thought this bitch was underwater. Right now. I was like, how are you falling down in right. water? Mm-mm. Okay, I see. You've seen your dad pull the Spider-Man move before. Yes. Gracefully. Yeah. 
gracefully is a good word. You would have been strong enough to hold yourself up in the cave. Mm-hmm. But you were so strong that the drywall didn't stand a chance, <laughs> if yes. I recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was it, a bit of a hole. It buckled to your dominance. <laughs> <laughs> my girth. So I've got my feet against one wall, my legs completely straight, my knees are locked, my back is against the other wall, my arms on either side. I'm actually in a pretty good spot, but I'm roughly 10 feet down into this crevice, and the rock is damp but my hold is strong enough that I'm not slipping. She just can't move. Yeah. (laughs) My headlamp after I fell had become unplugged from the battery that was in my pack, meaning I only had the light from my dad looking down on me 10 feet up. He had to leave me there to get rope. Oof. I couldn't really go anywhere, you know? I also couldn't reattach my lamp in the position I was in, so I got to just chill there for roughly an hour. Oof. But God, it felt like a lot longer than that. I thought the fall itself was scary, but it was nothing compared to sitting in there in complete darkness. And it was so quiet. I could hear my blood rushing in my ears. I swore I could hear my knees creaking under the pressure. Every single piece of gravel that came loose from the tread of my boots, hitting the sides of the crevice all the way down until it just faded out. I didn't hear any bottom. I started seeing lights little flashes. I couldn't even tell if my eyes were open or closed. Damn. I couldn't move to see if anyone was up up above me. Couldn't look around to see where the lights were coming from. All I could feel was rock against my back and against my hands. I started to not be able to tell down from up. Oof. I started hearing footsteps. I thought I could see movement in the corners of my eyes. I thought I saw shapes. It was hell. It didn't feel like an hour. Dude, fuck our brains, man. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Finally, my dad did come back with rope and he got me out. I know what I experienced was just due to lack of visual and auditory stimuli. People do that nowadays. Right. Yeah. Lock themselves in chambers for that kind of thing. But damn, that was the scariest thing I've ever experienced. And we always bring a good amount of rope with us now, even if we think we won't need it. See, both these, both of these uh, stories you said, they it feel I feel like they learned something from it. Definitely. Where your story, they did not learn from it. They still want to go. Yeah, cave. That's the true. cavers still want to go yeah. caving. But see, the the lesson that was learned in Jessica's last story, I actually learned from the lesbian in uh, Alien versus Predator. Yes, great movie. She had a pistol with her, and they were like, "We don't need that." And she said the words. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Oh, yes. Poor lesbian died anyway. Happens. It was very sad. Very tragic. Tragically, lesbians usually do die in horror films. Yeah. She didn't make it too far. Was it the same girl from The Matrix? No, I don't think so. Not Not like like this. this. (laughs) No. The the only one who wore white? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, But yeah, thanks, Alien vs. Predator. For teaching you they a, taught a me valuable that lesson. lesson. I didn't have to fall into a cavern to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the only two I had prepared. They freaked me out. And so the I, first one freaks me out way more than the second one. The second one Your mind's playing tricks on you. Yeah. All you have to do is stay focused and not pay attention to any of the things you think you see or hear. Right. Just, Just quick oh, stay still. A quick excerpt on that. Uh, your Uncle Steve, my best friend, did a climb just like that in a crack, and he got up probably 90 to 100 feet, and he said, Ryan, I'm stuck. 
I've got 10 feet to go. I can't go. My legs are shaking. I can't make it. So I run because you can get up to where he's at, but you have to go way like a quarter mile up. So I ran the whole way. Mm-hmm. I get to the top and somehow he made it up there. I was like, oh, but God. he was up there with like 90 feet down, looking down. His feet are shaking. <laughs> couldn't get up. I don't know how I got up. He said, I don't know how I got up. I just wiggled. But mm-hmm. but he was in the same position with his feet uh, against one wall and back against another wall. Yep. But yeah, nope. That's a big nope. Do you think if you were in that position for only 10 minutes, you knew it was only going to be 10 minutes, right? right? That you're holding that. Do you think you could also lower your pants and poop down the big old cavern? No. Depends on the pants. Cargo pants. Uh, do you have a belt on or no? Uh, no. And they're not, they don't even have a button. They're like the tie pants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you could. No, no, no. Can you? Oh, could I do that? Could you be hanging over a seemingly bottomless pit and lower your pants and take a shit? Like, oh yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, no problem. Take a See, shit. I'm not afraid of heights. I couldn't even think about it. I'm not afraid because of I at would all. laugh at the idea of falling. <laughs> and then you would fall in your being, own poop, being found with my pants down. I've done that. I did that in Joshua Tree. I would take shits between rocks with massive falls below it. I did all the time. What if someone was underneath you? I, there's no way they'd be. I, I was so Dude, deep in there by myself. There those jackrabbits no were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and if someone was down there, then they got shit on. We displeased the gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would bother me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I would be plagued with the image of being found like, <laughs> skewered by like stalactites or whatever the fuck with my well, my pants half down and like shit all around me. It looks like it looks <laughs> like she must have lost her balance and fell. And in the fall, <laughs> her pants must have been removed and she must have shat herself out of fear. <laughs> out of fear before she hit the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wait. I no, <laughs> there's toilet paper down here. <laughs> Science. Did tells she us. did she wipe while falling? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm stressed out about. <laughs> Will my corpse be clean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to spin the wheel now. <laughs> All right, you're a serial arsonist. Oh, wow. What is your burn pattern? I think that means like, what's your MO? Like, like what are you, what like, are what you do I burn down? drawn yeah, to Yeah, yeah, like you're, you're a serial arsonist. You're not just not a one and done. Okay. You're a serial one. Wow, that's a tough one. I got it. Okay. What a burgers. <gasps> wow. I hate him. Wow. That's a risky move, dude. Our listeners are mostly in the South. I understand. I know you'll all hate me for it, but... They poisoned me, and I know they did it on purpose. You did get really sick when you got that, I know. Like, that like pico de gallo burger. And I liked it. That was such a slap in the face. I was so resistant to it for such a long time because people were like, oh, Whataburger is so much better than In-N-Out. Californians are fucking dumb, blah, blah, blah. I for, never believed that, by the way, even after I tried like that one burger and liked it. It didn't hold a candle to In-N-Out. In-N-Out no. is superior. Yes. And always will be, by the way. Um, but I finally broke and got a like burger from there, and I fucking enjoyed it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And then I was so ill for like two days. Mm-hmm. They betrayed me. <laughs> you got to admit, though, there's something about In-N-Out, right? Like waiting like an hour and a half in that drive-thru line that really like humbles you. 
and makes you really appreciate that <laughs> really burger. Really appreciate that burger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, there are no in and outs out here, right? No. Uh, the nearest ones are in Dallas. Okay. That's Fuck why that we all get excited when someone's going to Dallas. Any, so they're right next to the airport. It's just, tradition. You pick someone up from the airport and you take them to In-N-Out. They understand. Usually they're coming from California and they're used to it and are down. And you haven't had it in seven months. Right. Yeah. So you're excited. Gotcha. All right. Serial arsonist. Yeah, I got to think about that one. That's a tough one. I really don't like fire. You know what? I know what I'm doing. Libraries. <gasps> wow. Whoa. Yeah. Hateful. Yeah. That's evil. Well, see, is it though? Is it evil? Did you even hear my reasoning? Or are you Let's just assuming? I'm, I'm assuming. Wow. Okay. So everyone would be appalled by that, right? Not only would I be getting national attention, I might even be getting international attention, but that's not why I'm doing it. Okay. We will be getting bipartisan agreement that I should be, horrible things should be done to me, right? Because I'm burning down all the libraries. All of the knowledge. All of the knowledge is burning away. We would have, I think we would be the most bipartisan bill in the world that like libraries need to be made like fireproof now or some shit. So you're doing it for a good cause? To protect them? Long term. I see. The best way to keep children safe is to murder enough. Murder? I didn't say anything about murder. You're killing the libraries. I'm burning down the library. I'm not killing anyone inside You didn't of it. say set it on fire and I could then be a, like, I could be a midnight arsonist. You don't know. What? Oh, dibs. That's my name. Midnight arsonist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to burn down the libraries. Oh, and on top of that, every time I pass one of those little like uh, like... Uh, friendly neighborhood libraries. You know, it looks like a little like- Oh, that people put up in their front yards Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. It looks like a little like birdhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm lighting those on fire too. And that that's all for the purpose of keeping them safe and making that's, them more that's fireproof. To keep, to keep the knowledge even more safe than it once was. Because people will realize how vulnerable it is mm-hmm. and respond accordingly is mm-hmm. what, that's your thought process. Yeah. Okay, sure. What Mainly, about, I think it will bring more people together. That's and very that's, that's very generous of you. That's what my goal is, yeah. Wow. So this is a tough one for me because I'm not really a fire guy, but fire stations that'd be no, ironic, right? No, no, I mean, maybe, but I, I think it would be record stores, records from like when I was a kid. I don't know if you guys know what those are like, but um, yeah, records, records, um, what do yeah, you mean like by reports that? and papers. No, like you're recording like something. An album. What's an album? <laughs> <laughs> like your your student record. Anyway, Transcript? where they play music. On oh, like a, a criminal disc. record. Anyway, I would burn down one specifically that had anything with Beatles in it because I think the Beatles are the most overrated uh, artists in the world. I actually agree with you on that one. I know what shirt I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I own one Beatles shirt and I wore it last Saturday and I'm going to wear it this Saturday. I do remember that. I'm with you, Pop. Yeah, I'm not a big I, Beatles I, I fan. Don't, it's not like I don't like their songs. Right. I They're They're pleasant. But fine the enough. hype behind them, I'm like that. I don't they, get They're it. not that special. To I don't me. understand. They play it. the same rift. They play. The, I mean, I, I I hear a Beatles song. I know it's Beatles because it's the same shit over um, and over and over. It's riff. Riff. There's no T. Whatever. It's not a rift. Thank you all so very much for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share. This share podcast. it with your friends and family who are friends of the genre. That is comedy and dark humor, which we thrive on here. Yeah, you can share it with the Walmart customer service teams. You can share it <laughs> nope, with- there's no need to list 
Anybody, anyone will do. Anyone who is of appropriate age. Next time you're in, a Jiffy Lube, just just tell them. Share the podcast with them. You can share it, sure. Yeah, Jiffy Lube. Sure, whoever, yeah. anyone. Valvoline, I don't know where you go. Whatever, anyone who you think would like the podcast, recommend it to them. Please visit our website. You can get there, threeshotsin.com. You do have to spell the word three, threeshotsin.com. When you're there, you can find two glorious links. One leads you to our Patreon page, and one leads you to our PayPal single-time donation. Our tip jar, we like to call it. Yeah, just give us a little tip. We just want the tip, you just, know? Just a tip. What's wrong mm. with that? What well, two tips. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night. Why not? <laughs> Jake's not married yet. <laughs> no, I'm How not. How many tips can you fit? <laughs> but please subscribe on Patreon. We have many awesome things for you there. We have Three Shot Cinema, which is an ultra secret podcast where we watch and discuss movies. We have an upcoming project in the works called uh, Three Shots in Presents. Yes, and what we are presenting, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, is Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. That's correct. We, are, we will be reading performing, um, really, uh, erotica. It's a dramatic reading, yes. Yes. Dad? Yes. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and for being a patron since day one. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And for creating us, and therefore indirectly creating this podcast. Yeah. Fruit of my loins, you might say. You know what? Mm -hmm. An even bigger thank you for not putting me in the that Finnish woman in Greece. <laughs> You're welcome. Because otherwise, this would be a Greek podcast. I would be have. I would. I mean, I would imagine I wouldn't be able to sit on stools, right? I would just. Oh, you I would, would just fall right down. You would be as cavernous as. I, I would imagine. Your hypothetical mother. Yeah, I would imagine so. Wow, maybe. Yeah. So thank you, big big thank you. You're welcome. Big deep thank you. We wouldn't be able to have the fan on the ceiling fan because all you'd hear is clapping. Oh, because of my my flaps. Your flaps. Yeah. You'd have some flaps. Extreme. Next week, the topic will be party. <laughs> oh, yeah, party. It's going to be a lot of fun. We could talk about birthday parties and, and bachelor parties and... and Whatever, wherever your imagination could possibly Lord of the Rings you. parties and... I mean, okay. End of the world party. End of the world parties. We did have one of those, that's true. Could do one of those. Uh, the party rock anthem. I don't know, anything. Whatever. Anything you can think of. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another Three Shots In podcast episode, episode 33. Join us next time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye. I do have another one, but I don't know what, um, what the uh, rules are. For uh, the rules Stupify. are what Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> Sorry, Spotify. There are no rules. I think Stupify is a spell from Harry Potter.